This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I am your host of Beauty Behind Chaos, where we share all things chaotic, but we always find the silver lining on the other side. It makes us grow, it makes us learn, and all the things so we can be the leaders that we are in business, in life, as moms, as wives, all the things. So I'm here today doing all the things and talking about all the things with a guest and her name is Amy. Hey girl. Hey girl. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. I'm really excited to be here. Thank yes. you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. And this is, is this your first podcast ever? This is my first podcast ever. First podcast ever. ever. And you want to know something like super special about yeah. it? It's on my son's fifth birthday today. Ooh. Oh my gosh, and five yes. is a number for me. Really? Oh, yes, five is a big number for me. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you want to share a little bit about who you are and what you do and all the things? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, well, my name is Amy. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. I grew up, I was born and raised in Dallas. Um, I'm almost 30 years young, mm-hmm. almost. I'll be 30 this March, which is a big deal for me. I've been telling everybody because I'm soaking it up, right? You know, I'm so sorry to everyone I told was really old, right? (laughs) Right, when you you get there, you're like, I'm still young. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. this is my prime. (laughs) So sorry. Okay, so, um, but yeah, and I'm a mom. I'm a mom of two. I have uh, a little girl who's 10 and my boy now who's five. Um, I'm been in a relationship with uh, my son's dad for the last six years and um and I, i'm on this entrepreneur journey i do microblading i'm working at a med spa um just kind of trying to figure out myself honestly so when you're like oh you know who are you and i'm like that's a work in progress yeah that's yeah. a loaded question too yeah, like i always sure. i always feel bad when i intro people too and be like so tell me who are you what do you do and right. it's like oh dang even when i get that question i'm like oh that's a whole that that's a whole episode in itself right yeah so figuring out that introduction so you're at the beginning of your entrepreneurial kind of journey and exploring that which I love that because actually the timing could not be more perfect because I actually have like had this breakthrough I just did a podcast about it and uh, so we'll be sharing that podcast episode but I just had a breakthrough where I feel like my calling and purpose is to help women at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey Oh, wow. yes. So the fact that and literally I had that breakthrough like yesterday. <laughs> so, Isn't that weird how that happened? Yes. I mean, you're not lying. There's definitely something in the air or mm. in the water, so to speak. Or I feel like just in 2023 in general, mm. um, it's because I feel like the last few weeks, even, you know, since the beginning of this new year, have I started to truly feel like this is the year where I am learning more about myself Mm -hmm. and like uh, up until recently I've learned um, like how valuable I really am. Yeah. Like I've always known like, oh, I could do this and I can do, I'm good at doing these things. And I was good at saying that, but I was never good at really 
understanding what that meant. Yeah. And so nowadays, literally like a week or so ago, am I realizing like how valuable, um, you know, my skill sets are mm-hmm. and what I can actually bring to like the entrepreneur business like yeah. the industry. Right. So it's just it's it's overwhelming. It's weird the way yeah. that it happens. It's like one minute you're like, yeah, I got this. The next minute you're like, damn, should I be doing this? Mm. It's tough. But um, I feel like this year has been a real eye opener that this is absolutely my calling. Like yeah. I can absolutely do this. But, you know, it's just remembering that even when it gets hard. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's always the hard part. And then the other thing is like, you know, when you're starting out, it's like, where do you start? And then having that confidence to step into it. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many pieces that even in the beginning of the journey, that is difficult, but then is also like a growing mm-hmm. process along mm-hmm. the way. And I always tell people, it's like, you're not going to be clear always. And you're not always going to know yourself in its entirety. Sometimes that's a trip up where people go, well, I'm not ready yet. Right. Because I need to know the answer to this mm-hmm. and that. And I always tell people like, you will find the answers along the way. You just have to start. And I think that's where my problem was. Yeah. I was very like, well, I don't know yet. I, I need to know these things first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to do this first. I caught myself talking like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to know this first so then I can do this and then I can do that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just realizing like you know, it's it's coming along the way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're never going to just know everything. Right. You're going to figure it out when you just, it's almost like, you know, I don't, I don't know how it was for you growing up, but like me growing up, we, you know, we didn't get swimming lessons, right? <laughs> it was like, just throw it in the pool and you <laughs> yes. can figure it out. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. And that's how it's been. But, you know, by golly, like when I'm not swimming, I'll just float and I'll close. Yeah. Until I figure it out, catch my breath, and then I'll just start swimming again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, to have that approach to it is really the best perspective because I think when you plan and like over, sometimes you can over plan, you can overthink the plan, right. and then you can over plan. And so it won't, what happens is, is especially in entrepreneurship, is like you can, you can plan and you could go ahead mm-hmm. and start putting that plan in place, but it is, 1000% guaranteed it's going to shift and it's going to change. For sure. And you have to be flexible to be able to shift and change with it and be able to like navigate where people get stuck is they over plan and it's got to be that plan. Otherwise right. they feel like they're not accomplishing anything mm-hmm. or that they're, they're failing because it's not according to the plan that they envisioned. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But it's like, no, you just have to tweak it. You have to like, I always tell people like high level, mm-hmm. start there, like high level, get like a, broad um perspective on the things that you want to do right and high level like kind of the bullet points right Right. and then you start and then you kind of work out those those like processes and systems in between yeah that makes a lot of sense i think you know perspective was one of the things that i had to learn yeah um you know how do i say this i had to learn indefinitely that there was so much more perspective right Mm -hmm. you know growing with the mentality where I was leaning on my own understanding, like perspective was hard for me to grasp, right? Yeah. Seeing things in another way, or like you're saying, when your plan gets shifted, being okay with that and yeah. adapting to that. And I think that's a lot of problems that, you know, we have a lot of people have a lot of young people have, because we want things to be a certain way, because we think, oh, well, we didn't have, we're going to do it this way. But it's like, it's learning to be okay when it's not that way. There's a plan for everything, right? Yeah. You know, it's got to be um, harder too because nowadays you have 
Um, and now I'm going, I'm going to like share my age because I'm, awesome. <laughs> I'm almost um, 40. <clears throat> it's it's all years of wisdom and knowledge i like to i like to view it that way but back in my day i didn't have social media and all Mm -hmm. of these things right in the first probably almost 10 years of business and um for me i feel like looking at life today it's a it's a catch-22 because there's on one aspect there's a lot of places you can seek out mm-hmm. and get encouragement and support and see other women doing what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's inspiring. Like when I first started, you didn't see it anywhere. And it was just like you were just an island. And Absolutely. and it was like, am I crazy? Like, and I still sometimes feel like that. But at the same time, like then it was just like you didn't see it. So I love that aspect of social media and podcasts like this and stuff like that where you get to see and hear it. But on the flip side, your view of success or what someone is doing, the perspective mm-hmm. can really trip you up because you think, oh, I should be, I should I be should having, be there. yeah, I should yeah. be there when you don't realize like that's the highlight real girl. That's not even oh, really yeah. what it looks like behind the scenes. Nobody knows how to share what they went through to yeah. get there. So, and that's one thing that uh, I read somewhere in like, you know, women's quotes of the day, probably like comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, like yes. You sit there and you try to compare yourself, you know, to the successful woman that you see on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever. And maybe she's the same age as you. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's younger than you. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell am I doing wrong? Right. But it's like nobody knows what that person went through to get there. And then you really got to sit down and look at yourself and say, well, what are you doing to get there? Exactly. So, and I think that's something I've been having also like learning and picking up, um, especially with, you know, being in the beauty industry full time now, um, you know, what am I doing to get there? Mm -hmm. So that's been the biggest um, question, like the reflection on the steps that I'm taking, uh, the perspectives, right? And then, you know, the willingness to learn from women like yourself, mm-hmm. which is why I was so excited to do this podcast with you and just to soak up like the energy. And, you know, I, I'm sure you hear it all the time. People want to pick at your brain because you model, you know, what a lot of us or women like me do want to do or be like. Um, and I think that just also stems from not having women like you or even like me now right in um our lives as adolescents Mm, right yeah and I have a little girl now and I mean and I have a little boy so it's like those these two children are also the main reason why I want to be like that upstanding badass woman I mean aside from inspiring others like I want to inspire my kids first right and then that's just going to radiate towards everybody in general. Does that make sense? Exactly. A hundred percent. That's why I feel like women entrepreneurship is so powerful because right. women do have that ability to not only build a business, but also create impact. Mm-hmm. And any woman owned business, it's like statistically factual that women leaders, women owned businesses, they're not just adding to the economy mm-hmm. and creating jobs, but they're also leaders and they're impacting the children in their homes mm-hmm. and the other women around them in their circles. And so it just radiates out in such a different way. And that's why I just love the aspect of women entrepreneurs. And then also like there's such a gap in support mm-hmm. and education mm-hmm. and all of these things that that like is part of the epiphany for me the past couple weeks is just like, I know this and feel this, but how do I show up in this 
and be a part of this conversation or bring this conversation to the table, right? Mm -hmm. And um, but all, a lot of times too, um, that also stems from how we grew up mm -hmm. and what we came from. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about that? What What was it like as little Amy that got to the <laughs> point of where you are today in that mindset? That's so funny um, because oh, it took a lot of trials, right? Trials and tribulations to get to this point. A lot of work, uh, therapy even. Mm. 10 out of 10 <laughs> recommend. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> should talk to a therapist. Yes. Like, let's be really for real. Let's, yeah, let's be real about that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, you know, no, I, you know, like I said, I was born and raised in Dallas. Uh, some may be familiar with the little neighborhood. It's called Oak Cliff. And, you know, Oak Cliff is, is an up and growing uh, community now, right? But, you know, back then when I was living and being raised there, it was it was different. Um, I didn't get to get raised with my mom and dad. I was raised with my grandparents, my dad's parents, um, me and my three brothers, mm -hmm. right? So my grandparents took all four of us in because at the time, you know, my parents were incapable of caring for us. Okay. So it was either, you know, go into the system and get split up yeah, or go with our grandparents and our grandparents weren't going to let that happen. So they took us in. So, you know, I'm coming from this little girl who used to kind of look around and be like, well, how come she's with her mom and dad yeah. or he's with his mom and dad? And, you know, I see my mom and dad every other weekend. Like, but right. at the time growing up, I didn't understand, you know, why that was. Obviously I do now, but I didn't get it. Um, and it wasn't until in my young adulthood that I understood like how that negatively affected me, even yes. though my grandparents were there, yeah. you know, in a positive light, they wanted to put, you know, they were providing, they were feeding us, they were financing, they were doing all the things for us, but there was always still something missing. Yeah. Right. So, you know, with that being said, I think that I was um, always searching to fill what was missing, right? So I, I got pregnant at a young age. I mean, I was only 18 when I got pregnant with my daughter, 19 when I had her. Um, you know, the relationship with her dad was very short-lived. It was four years long. Um, and I, I feel like every woman probably goes through this, right? There's like a narcissist at least once in there. <laughs> so, yeah, that just happened. That happened to be the time in my life. So it was just all of, all of these little things that... Um, I feel didn't teach me how to like love myself or believe in myself, even though, how do I put this? Even though my grandparents were doing for me, that was their duty. That was their job yeah. to raise, not to spoil and to, you know, like love on, like they had, they were strict. Oh my mm -hmm. grand, my grandmother was very strict, but <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere. But I'll tell you what, strict parents create sneaky kids. So, <laughs> You know, she was strict on me, but I was always weaseling around trying to yeah. find my way, right? Yeah. You know, and trying to figure it out myself. And then just coming from a household too, you know, she, grandparents were busy trying to provide. There was no open line of communication anymore. 100%, yeah. So all this time that, you know, I'm growing up and I'm feeling these things and I'm wondering. You're kind of raising things. yourself Absolutely. and figuring it out as and you go. And to dumbass friends, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't stress that. Enough. That also came from like, you know, <laughs> yeah. different situations. Right, and right. so, yeah, and everybody's circumstance is different. Yeah. So, because I didn't really have anybody like to talk to like that. Yeah. You know, and this was an era where talking just wasn't normalized. It was yeah. like you 
you're going to hear what I have to say. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. No and then that's asked. it. There's no communication. You don't ask questions. I have to say, like, I, so I came from that. So now that I've, like, I'm older, reflecting back, and then go, I went through therapy and, like, <laughs> understood a lot of things. I could, I could totally relate and understand from the perspective is, like, when I was younger, I, my mom was a single mom. We were kind of in a domestic situation with my dad, and I didn't grow up with my dad. And at a per- certain point, my dad made it very clear, like, he was done with me. Mm-hmm. And it was devastating at 12 years old to, Absolutely. like, tell your daughter that. And so... I, my mom worked all the time and she remarried, but I just never had that connection. Um, mm-hmm. And I just felt like I was just kind of floating, right? right. And then um, I ended up going to school in the inner city where um, we had actually moved away from. My mom got us into the suburbs, slowly like, you know, leveling up, be right? And I was just like, constantly like, nope, I want to go back there. This is where I feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. so I went to school in the city. And so I grew up around Puerto Ricans, nothing but Puerto Ricans. I was the only white girl, (laughs) nothing but Puerto Ricans. And just where I was and the people I was around, like now that I'm older and out of it, looking back, it's very hard because certain communities or like certain things, like there's a mindset. Absolutely. And you you could get trapped mm-hmm. in that mindset to think that you can't accomplish anything, mm-hmm. you're not worth anything. And then there's a ton of trauma mm-hmm. that also is not ever talked about in these communities that mm-hmm. it's just, and this is why when people say I'm breaking cycles, I'm breaking generational curses, it's like, because like, if you don't work through that trauma, right. you will like not on purpose, accidentally, like repeat the cycle within your own family, right? Because it seems normal to you. Yeah, it's what you're used to. It's not you, you didn't learn any different. Yeah. So, and that was one thing I had to, um, I I realized as I started to get older that I had to unlearn. Yeah. I had to unlearn so many different things and just kind of reprogram the way that I process things, the way that I would think things because, you know, just like you're saying in that community, ju- it didn't affect everybody negatively, but yeah. somehow it did me yeah. and my loved ones and my peers, you know, you know, my, I lost my dad, um, not, uh, how would I not actually physically because he's still here, but I lost him to, you know, the streets of Oak Cliff, like mm-hmm. the drugs, right? Like yeah. the violence and all the stuff that's in it. Um, the same thing, you know, with my mom. You know, those were the reasons why they didn't raise us because they were so trapped into all the, you know, devilish things of Mm. our neighborhood, right? Of the little hood that we grew up in that they couldn't seem to get it together and not to take care of their kids. Right. But, you know, and even fast forwarding from that, um, you know, my mom, she's actually absolutely uh, changed her life for the greater good. I mean, since uh, 2014, actually, when my daughter was about one year old, that's when she made you know, her change, but she had to up and leave Texas altogether mm. to do that. Yeah. And I mean, I missed her, but I was like, go mom. Yeah. Like, deuces. Like, I'll, I'll see you when you get back, when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And she did eight years uh, long in Kentucky wow. with her man and um, who now like I love and respect and certainly consider him like the father figure in my life. But like, and she's doing great. Yeah. You know, I wish I could say the same, you know, for my dad, but you know, you can't, you can provide all the resources and you can do everything for everybody. But I've also learned from experience and from watching my loved ones 
that nothing's going to change unless you actually want it to. Right. And unless you actually believe that you can, mm -hmm. which is another struggle that I feel like, you know, our community is always dealing with is whether or not you believe you can just do the impossible. I don't feel like any of us were taught or encouraged in mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like, excuse me. Well, this is it. You know, like, yeah, you work hard. You know, yeah. you work, like go to work, you work. Exactly. I mean, what so you're saying like, right what? now is like, girl, it's hitting, <laughs> it's hitting so much that I'm like, yes, because <laughs> I love my husband dearly, but my husband, like it's, and he's 42 years old and yeah. we've been together for 22 years. Yeah. And like, we came from, you know, he came from worse situations and you know, me and like you do, you have to unlearn. And there are certain things, even to this day, I'm like, babe that broke mentality, like mm -hmm. of just, and he is a workhorse, but I'm like, you gotta like, you gotta think differently. You mm -hmm. gotta look at it from this angle. And it's so weird how like, he has helped me so much in other ways. And then like, for that one particular aspect, it's like, man, it's got such a hold, mm -hmm. like that mindset of just like, this is it, this is all we're gonna be able to obtain. And it's right. like, and then there's the aspect of, I know before we started recording, I was telling you how like, there's also this aspect of, um like where when you're in a certain situation and you grew up like that, you look at people with money negatively mm -hmm. and you're like, and you think that they're like not good people and they think they're better than Yes. You. And oh, they yeah. think that, yeah, exactly. And so that's the other thing. It's like, you're almost blocking your blessings because Absolutely. you are, you want to obtain what that person has. But at the same time, you look at that person and go, Oh, who do they think they're all, they are? Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like you think negatively towards Absolutely. that person. And when we didn't, like, we didn't realize we were doing that until we started to experience it ourselves when the perception of us, because we've worked our ass off, we slowly built our businesses. And, mm -hmm. and as we one by one leveled each level, like when I tell you, like living in not good circumstances right. to slowly like, okay, now we're going to move here. And oh, now we need better schools for kids. Okay, now we're going to try to move here. So like you slowly brick by brick, right? Absolutely. And as we were doing that, the amount of people that fell off along the way because they looked at us like, oh, they think they're too good. Oh, and yeah. it's like, hold on, wait a second. I'm just trying to like live my life and feed my kids. Like, I just want them to see the right thing. Right, you know, exactly. Thing. So oh, the I second you leave agree. that mentality, that mindset behind, you got to be prepared that there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to go with you on that walk. In that oh, journey. for sure. I I feel like I've, I've definitely started to see that a little early on. I've had to learn how to love the same, you know, people that I've been rocking with since, you know, fifth and sixth grade or, or you know, whatever the case may be, just loving them from afar because they, you know, I respectfully, they're on a certain, you know, path. Yeah. And then I'm on a certain path. And it's like, I would love to take everybody with me and what I'm trying to accomplish or to learn, you know, the, the healthier ways of things that I've been learning, but not every, not everybody's ready for that conversation. Some people are still so yeah. content. And I know this because I was that way. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny that like how you talk about Mike, because you know, my significant other, uh, Julian, who's Colombian and mm -hmm. from New York. Okay. Uh, so he's also had to like badger my mental into not thinking that way. Anymore, yeah. Right. Like to unlearn that, you know, Hey, what makes you think that you're not capable of doing these things and this day and this thing? Like, hold on. I do you not recognize your own potential? And it was so weird because no. Yeah. I didn't. No. 
You know, I'm still looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, I still have, have those moments. Crazy. Yeah, I still have those moments. I don't care what I accomplished. There's still right. that little that little girl that comes through mm-hmm. and feels either abandoned or not enough mm-hmm. or whatever. And like the and that's why therapy is so important because you learn those things and you go, oh, girl, what you need? Like, right. how can I help you? Because that's not what's really happening here. For sure. And so like what's coming up for you right now? And like I literally like I talk to myself, girl, but my husband, <laughs> my poor husband, he's He's been such a supportive person along that journey because he can be that person that also look at me and go, do you not see what you have done? And Mm -hmm. like, and just kind of beat that in my head because I have those things just like he has those things with, you know, that, that just whole mentality of just what we grew up around. And right. And it comes out in different ways for, for everybody. Right. Yeah. And and one thing that I had someone tell me, they were like, you know, you know, uh, you, you should never forget where you come from. Oh, girl, you know, that's like that. that's an infamous line and right I'm there. Like, sellout. Hey. Oh, you don't want to be a sellout. And I never, and I never <laughs> mean to. And and I remember hearing this, and it really got me thinking. And I'm like, oh my god, do people like think that I just like don't love my hood and like where? I yeah, I'm like Lord, like Lord knows that is a comfortable place. I still go back. I mean, you know, my grand my grandfather is still there. Um, you know, so I still go and visit him. I mean, if I want authentic Mexican good food, like I, I go back exactly. there, you know, because I mean? I'm not living in those parts anymore. But again, not not to say for everybody, but for those of us who didn't have, you know, that, su- that support, right, from mm-hmm. their family. It's not that I didn't have family, okay, but the support, right, the emotional and mental support that we need as adolescents, I did not have. Right. Right. So- in that moment, I'm using this, um, I like to call it like my, this playground, right? The area that I grew up in this playground, trying to figure it out. And I was learning from all the wrong people. Yeah. You know, everybody that I surrounded myself by, I mean, I, I could find someone easily at a party, mm-hmm. you know, there, yeah. there are plenty of that going on. There's plenty of like all the things that weren't going to serve me any better purpose or help me level up in life. Right. And I was stuck in that for years. Yeah. Thinking like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's okay. It, like, what am I doing wrong? Right. You know, it, it took, you know, somebody like, like I said, um, my significant other, Julian, to really sit me down and help me understand, like, there really is way more outside of this. There's nothing wrong with being proud of, you know, being here and sure. where you live. Because I, I would never like, oh, trash, oh, Cliff, like, oh, that's just a terrible place. It's, upcoming for everybody but for me specifically in my um life it affected me negatively right you know and affected the people that i love negatively right so i had i strongly felt that as my children were getting older they needed to be able to see something outside of you know what i was what i was taught absolutely and and that's all i just want them to be able to see that there's there's so much more out there and then even just out um, out of Texas in general, you know, that comparison thing that we were talking about, you know, I've traveled maybe like once or twice, you know, I've seen people who have, you know, Cali this and um, Florida that, New York this, New York, all these places. And before I met Julian, I had literally just been in Texas mm, yeah, all my life. Yeah. Never made a move. Never even thought that I could, honestly. Mm. Like, I feel like that's, I ever find the time. that's a lot of that's a lot of people. They don't yeah. get that opportunity. And it's what's it's what's crazy is that people don't realize that that is a thing. Like people. Yeah. There are some people that literally do not leave mm-hmm. their one block. Yeah. Of, for, 
for decades. Like that Mm -hmm. is a real, real thing. And it's like when I brought my, um, we brought my little brother-in-law to um, Florida and it was like for the first time, I think he was like, he was like 15 or something. And just that like living vicariously through him Mm -hmm. of his experience of finally leaving like Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. And it was just like, he wow. was like, never saw like palm trees, never saw like certain things. Like right. there, it was just like incredible to to see where it was just like, wow, there's a whole world out here. Right. And how many people are missing out on that opportunity to be able to explore it. And I think it's, it's crazy because when I, before um, I did any traveling at all, just getting outside of the neighborhood in general mm-hmm. yeah. started to open up like weird eyes for me. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's just so weird. I realized I had been so stuck. And that was, you know, one of the things that I had mentioned before. And I mentioned now to anybody who wants to talk and listen, like, get the fuck out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Stop staying there. Because the minute that you stay there, then that's when it's like, it's dangerous for you. Because then you're not, you are not going to grow. Yeah. You're not going to grow. The only place of growth is in is in discomfort and right. and stepping outside of your box or your hood or wherever you are in life, right? Um, we were just talking about this, so I kind of want to like chat about this specifically um, about the perspective of how you how do you show up in those places if you don't know how to, right? Right. And so, like you, before we started, y'all, it was actually really funny when we started talking. She was like, "Let me get my my customer service," like, <laughs> and I was like, "You just be yourself. You got to just be yourself and be real." But at the same time, like that's what's real. It's like you do got to switch that up. You're not being fake, but depending on the rooms that you're in and the conversations you're having, you got to show up in that with what it you know what your surroundings. And I don't know why that that's so um negatively looked at yeah you know because yeah i can you know i could be silly and i can shoot the shit and i can talk shit and i can do all this but then if i'm going to like you know this high class like aesthetics event for Mm -hmm. example that i went to a a couple months ago where i got to dress up and you know pretty dress pretty shoes all the things right you know i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna present myself with you know a lot more class, I guess, yeah. or reserve, or I'm going to speak a certain way, but not because I'm trying to be fake about it, but it's like, there really is a time and a place for everything. Yeah. And I had to learn through experience as well, you know, when, when the appropriate time and place is going to be, because <laughs> I, 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 I admit I was never that way, right? Like I was certainly the one that would, you know, just kind of, well, it doesn't matter, you know, this is who I am. This is who I am. Like it, exactly. Kind of thing, and it's like, no, you know, that's, that's kind of distasteful in a way. It's like you're you're showing up because you want to you want to connect with these people. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the whole point of, of doing these things and stepping out and going to these different events is so that you can gain something. Right. You know, if you go in there acting like you know it all and you're so set in your ways, well then you shouldn't have shown up at all. Right. You know, so you know, you go with the idea like, okay. I, you know, it's so funny because this just popped in my head. I listened to this uh, podcast called Mornings with Neno. And that was something that he highlighted. It was like, um, you know, you have to start presenting yourself how you want to be. Ooh, Does that make sense? Yes. Like, So if you want to be that person that has like, you know, these nice things or this badass job where where you want to make six figures or whatever, that's your goal. Yeah, and you, you need to act like now. 
like, like you got it. Six, even if yeah. you got six dollars like <laughs> yes. it doesn't matter walk and dress put on something your nicest anything yeah and show up like you already make six figures. That there was actually a fashion designer that I connected with, and that was like her like tagline. Because for her, it was like you want to dress the part that you want want to get. Yeah. And so like doing like an audit of your wardrobe, right? And like doing an audit of how you speak and mm-hmm. how you show up, and like who do you want to connect with, and you don't want to turn people off before you even get a chance to exactly. present yourself. And people will take that the wrong way and take it as like, oh, I'm being judged mm-hmm. or and it's like, no, but it's there's a certain way you have to show up in in order for people to also connect with you because they can't connect right. and relate to you. Like, I get it. Like, wherever you whatever, wherever you're from, whatever you want to <laughs> rep, like exactly. you could do that. But like if you're going into certain spaces, you that's not the place to do right. that. So Absolutely. they're not going to relate and understand and want to connect with you because that's not what they're there for either. So, mm-hmm. you know, that can come out over time, I think. And as you build connection and relationship and people understand you, mm-hmm. then, you know, showing up authentically, I believe is important. But yeah, when you're when you're going and trying to make that connection, it's like kind of hard to do if you're just kind of set in your ways exactly another good example I had a girl that worked for me years ago and first she tried out for the company and so my company I have an agency for hair and makeup yeah so she tried out for my company and like when I tell you this girl's skills were like out of control so good like self like self-taught just extremely talented and I was just like I looked at her resume and I'm like how have you not consistently had work like her her resume was like a little little shoddy you know it's just like what is the disconnect here right and I realized and again coming from these like and I went to school like with nothing but Spanish girls and black girls and so like the mentality and just also like how she showed up and how she spoke was just with such a like I know everything Mm -hmm. attitude and didn't listen. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, hold up, girl. I'm like, you are so, (laughs) yes, you are so talented. And like, but you can't walk around like your shit doesn't stink. And you also can't treat customers like that at all. And she also like spoke a certain way. Like she was from the projects and like, and that didn't bother me. It was just a matter of like, I, and part of why it didn't bother me, I wanted to give her a chance because like my, like, these are the girls I grew up with. Right. You know what I mean? So like I saw her mm-hmm. and I gave her a chance, but I was like, you need to be open to criticism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was the other thing. Yes. That was the other thing. It's like, how do I approach this? You are talented, mm-hmm. but girl, you rough around the edges. Like we need, to, we need to clean this up and I don't want to insult you. Yeah. Like, you know, and so thank God she didn't take it personally at all i mean it definitely yeah. i've had i've had conversations with people where they totally took it the wrong way Absolutely. and it was just like i'm not trying to be above you or like come at you a certain way i want to help you right. and i like i can tell you that you are talented but you cannot show up like this mm-hmm. and talking like this and you know you got to learn how to engage with the customer and you got to talk with them mate. Hundred <laughs> percent. And so it's like I'm not trying to tell you to be fake, but like you gotta have like a different persona when you are dealing with clients. Uh, and, and then and and it's a business persona, yeah. right? So I come, man, uh, I completely relate in that aspect because I certainly had to learn to be open to constructive criticism, and that that's one thing I will say about me now, and has truly gotten me to where I am in the mental state now, right, is because I learned how to be 
open to constructive criticism. Mm. I consider myself to be very coachable. You know, I don't make it hard for people to have these, you know, hard conversations because yeah. it usually is, yeah. right? It's uncomfortable. It's, you're not trying to tell her anything about her, just trying to help her yeah. um, grow in the business, Yeah. right? So, I, I mean, I had to learn that as well, just, you know, showing up is so important. How I portray myself is so important. And had I had I have known that and learned that early on, you know, there's so many mistakes I would not have ever made. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we we can't change those things now. So I look at it all like, OK, well, this is what all I had to go through to really learn and to teach myself and to look at myself like, OK, well, maybe OK, may, maybe he's right. Maybe there's something that's got to give. Mm-hmm. You know, when I met my significant other for whatever dumbass reason I was complacent with this little $10 an hour. It wasn't, I don't even think I was making $10 an hour at this time. I think I was making like eight or nine, um, at this call center job in downtown and, you know, between me, you and the listeners as well. Right. I had, um, all these things going on in my life at the time. I, you know, I had gotten arrested for a couple of things. Um, I was going through a battle with my ex at the time like a whole custody battle, like all just all these things where it's like it felt like the world was against me. Mm -hmm. Right. And anytime I would attempt to try to get like a better job, I I would get rejected because, oh, well, you have this going on. And oh, well, we're looking for a certain candidate, you know. So it was just it was so many um, rejections that it was starting to set in stone. Well, like, okay, well, this is who I am. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's like, that's when he kind of came along and he's like, no, like, hold up, slow down. This isn't who you are. This is what has happened, but you can come back from this. And again, I mean, I would just sit there and I'd fight with him. And I'm like, you don't get it. You're not making sense. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I did. So this is why I'm getting rejected. And there's no erasing that. Yeah. And it, it was, I'm telling you, it was, it was full blown yes, arguments all the time because he was like, no, no, I see your potential. You're going to see it too. Like, this is what you need to do. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'll try it your way. Yeah. Right. So gave it a whirl, um, you know, fixed up my resume, um, you know, fixed up my attitude, so to speak, and went out to multiple job fairs and ended up landing a job where it doubled my pay, mm. even with all the, you know, things I had going on. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, wow, what in the actual like. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it that Aries girl, I hate being wrong, right? Like, <laughs> so we think we know everything, or we're pretty stubborn about what decision we're gonna make or why we made it. You yeah, know, it's justified for me or whatever. Like, it's I'm I was set in stone. Of course, yeah. So um, once like that happened, that little breakthrough happened, and I realized like, oh, I can tap into something yeah. different. There are ways around this. Like, I don't have to be stuck and attached to mm-hmm. what this paper says about me i was gonna say and, fucking crazy yeah right. and, and then you you like identify with that and then yeah. you become complacent right and then that's where you get stuck right and that's I was, like, just accepting like well this is what it is this and, is the yeah this yeah. is who i am this is the best i got type right. of deal and you just put a cap on yourself pretty much yeah i like with that particular girl i think when when she kind of stepped back i think we all need that person that pushes us mm-hmm. 
and tells us the, the things that we don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the second you open up your mind and you go, let me give this a shot. Mm-hmm. She was one of those people for me that I will never forget that experience of just like, I was so nervous to approach her and mm-hmm. like, just give her that feedback because I really wanted her on my team. Right. But at the same time, I was like, I can't hire you if like, this is how you're going to show up. So like, I want to have a real conversation and I want to help you through this because she was a single mom, two kids lived in the project. Right and had incredible talent. And so she ended up, I ended up hiring her. And within three years, girl, she saved up enough money from working with me mm-hmm. to buying a house and moved out of the oh. projects. So it's like, you never know, because That's I think she thing. was also, and she came, I mean, her story was crazy. Um, and same thing came just from really tough beginnings, ended up in foster care, aged out of foster care, um, and didn't have the full support, but she went to cosmetology school. Right. And it's like those little moments that you just, take those opportunities and just give it a try. You Mm -hmm. never know what could come out on the other side. And then also being that woman that not only gets out from where you came from, but Mm -hmm. has conversations like this that are real. And that's how you make change in your communities of where you came from and and help people kind of shift their mindset. Absolutely. I definitely, and that's what I, I love about you and I love implementing, you know, I've got my daughter, I've got, you know, teenage nieces who are 15 and one's almost 17 years old this year all these things because you know a lot of people are like you know they'll look at me and they're like oh that's so good you know you've got you've got a good man a man who supports you and all these things and he and he is Mm -hmm. right he did do all those things and i'm microblading today be you know because of him well because of me but because of him sure right you yeah know, he sat me down after i got he was that person that pushed you yeah. and he's there every time you fall because you're gonna you're gonna fall a lot and yeah. you're gonna you know question what you're doing and Absolutely. so everybody needs that person right that is in their corner it doesn't have to be like your man or no your significant other it, it could be a friend a coach it, whatever it is that you need yeah for sure yeah. i just you know that and that's what i want people to know like you don't have to just be in a relationship if you just surround yourself with one person it doesn't even have to be many because chances are it's not going to be your family yeah okay, hands down it's probably not going to be your family but it, even if it's just like a mentor or even if um anybody friend and they're just pouring into you so that you could be your best self then you take that and you run with it yeah absolutely you, know, you don't sit there and listen to you respect right but you don't take the opinions of others who don't model what you want mm, yeah right? And, and that's how, that's how I've felt about it. And I've learned through it. And he just, like I said, he, he just, he did really push me when I, I didn't have pushes like that. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And it, but it's common. isn't that weird though, to even say that? Yeah. Cause it shouldn't be weird. We, no. Our, our children should grow up with encouraging parents, with encouraging family, with, you know, seeds planted in their head that they can do anything that they absolutely set their mind to but that's not reality the case yeah yeah it's it's not always the case for a lot of people and i think that's what i love about coming onto this podcast because now you're hearing the stories behind right you know wherever someone is right and we have such a range of people that are coming on this that like i think it's so important because if you don't have that person at least if you hear from some story somewhere that is relatable that can just give you even a second of connection to mm-hmm. say, I'm not alone. I'm right. not by myself. Someone else experienced this too. There's always someone out there that has experienced what you have. And like you said, it's just finding the connection to someone. Right. Because that's like, that's what we all need. 
we all we all need that push and that reminder. And sometimes it's it is only yourself. Like I can't tell you how many times I like recorded. I did like video journals for a while. Mm-hmm. And girl, like I've gone back and looked at my own video journals, and like there were times like I went back and I'm like, I remember being in that moment and thinking that it was awful and like mm-hmm. I was a failure and I like was struggling and all that. And me now, however many years later, watching it, I'm like damn girl, you were killing it. Like you had no idea that Mm -hmm. you actually were like killing it in the times that you were actually struggling and knowing that the story and where it went, it was just like, we can be our own personal motivators. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a hard thing to come by in yourself. I agree. So, I mean, just as important as it is to have someone who supports you, that's great and everything. But I think that it's, if not more important, that you do learn how to support yourself. Yeah, having a relationship with yourself. Yeah, that's super important. And I think that's where I have had, I feel like that's where I've had my most growth. Yeah. Because that was always the issue, right? Mm -hmm. That was always the issue, you know, not believing in myself, you know, being content with, you know, where I was or super set in my ways or having, you know, the one way of thinking and it's my way. So it's, I'm going to figure it out because I just will like, you know, not listening yeah. to anything or anyone. Right. And I can't trust that enough, even like with my own kids, with my, you know, nieces and nephews who are, you know, little young, uh, they're becoming young adults now that you do have to believe in yourself. Like believing in yourself is probably one of the most important, like mm-hmm. your self-talk is one of the most important things out of like out of your day yeah. in your life in general, what you say to yourself is truly what you become. Mm. So if you're not constantly trying to put, like talk nice to yourself, like talk talk to yourself nice, then what you radiate is gonna be what you think. Mm. And if it's negative things all the time, then you're gonna find yourself making negative decisions, yeah. you know, going down a negative path and it's, it's going to affect you, your relationships and all the things. Yeah, that's so, why it's important to heal whatever you got to absolutely. like deep down. That was That was part of my journey. And experience is just like, and that's why I'm a big advocate for mental health. And sure. like, I like it's a jaded topic. I think it's getting more and more less jaded. Like, it becomes yeah. more of an open conversation for people because, especially nowadays, people are experiencing more depression, more anxiety, Absolutely. you know, all of that stuff. And so, it's a conversation to be had. Like, everyone is in some way ha- has or in some way gone through some type of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, you don't realize how that, like, settles in deep within yourself that it can affect your decision making oh yeah or you know like misunderstands certain circumstances or, sure. or whatever so that is like always like so important to work on the end and the I really want it to be happening. a hot topic now like I'm thinking right me being 30 is so much more important to me now because it I never addressed it in yeah. my 20s right yeah. I wasn't if anything, I was probably running from it now mm. that I think about it. And I feel like that's what a lot of sometimes I would scroll through my feed. Right. And of course, it's a lot of, you know, people my age, people a little bit older and what have you. And we are all relatable in that way. You know, people my age are, you know, taking anxiety you know, medication, yeah. depression medications are doing whatever they can now. But well, why? Because when we were younger, mm, yeah, we weren't addressing it. No. And there was no communication around it, right? You just didn't really know what was going on. Exactly. And now what I worry about is how how much medication is the answer as Mm -hmm. opposed to actually just healing. Right. And because medication is sometimes just a band-aid. 
For sure. So so going through that process and walking that path is always the first step, if, especially if you want to be in any type of leadership type of role. You got to get that in check first. For sure. And lead yourself, right, out of out of whatever it is that you're experiencing. But, well, girl, this is our, our time. That, that 45 minutes goes by real so fast. fast. <laughs> I love so it. Yes. So, I mean, I love having people on from different experiences, different walks of life, and definitely your story is – is different and unique, but at the same time, so relatable right. and understandable because I see crossovers in other women that I've chatted with um, in your experiences. So I hope um, you guys take this in because there was so much here. I think that you right. shared um, like every episode, that's the goal, right? Is yeah. to just be real in the conversation of what life looked like for us and sure. what it's continuing to look like because it's still a journey, right? Right. And you're still figuring out. So entrepreneurism Absolutely. next, girl. And it's so just the beginning. Just, the, just the beginning. beginning. And yes. so with that, what is your either takeaway or advice or anything of that nature that you want to leave at the end of this episode? So, I mean, my, my advice would certainly be to get uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Do the things that you never thought that you could do. You know, if you feel like, oh, I think I really want to start a business of my own, then just go for it. Figure mm -hmm. it out. Look up the steps and do it. You know, don't let doubt or fear be the reason that you don't do something. Mm -hmm. Like, just try it. Do it anyway because you never know. And then, you know, just my takeaway is, you know, being here with you again and the energy that you bring to the table and just reminding, you know, women like myself who, who've had relatable, um, you know, upbringings that, you know, we are capable and it is okay. And you will fall short and yeah. that's okay too. Yeah. For you know, sure. this isn't going to be a one stop you know, shot to the top. You know, no, no. <laughs> no girl, it's, it's zigzags. Yeah. You're going to fall down the stairs like a few times. You're going to try to go back, and then, but then you're going to make your way back. Yep. So it's, you know, that it's okay. You know, I'm just taking away from this that it's okay I'm to go at my pace. Yeah. And I'm doing all the right things. And, you know, just surrounding myself in the right people, places, and things and showing up. Yes. Um, showing up is a big one. That's always my message. It's yeah. just like show up. You don't know where, you don't know how, just show up. Just like, show you'll up. find out as right. you go. Right. But if you don't show, like, I mean, how, you know? how you gonna know? <laughs> we, gonna, we gonna write a rhyme. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, thank you so much for coming into my space and sharing. And uh, to our listeners, me. yes, of course. Um, to our listeners, I hope y'all enjoyed listening about Amy. And we will share more information about Amy in the details in the description. So definitely um, check out her bio. And then also we'll link up her social so you can follow her journey as she embarks on entrepreneurism and all the things. So um, also, guys, check out our Facebook page. We just launched that. It is called Beauty Behind Chaos. And uh, we'll be sharing inspirational stuff and hopefully provide a space for more connections for more women to have these conversations, even off this podcast. So um, check that out. And until uh, next time, thanks for listening. Bye, beauties. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick me up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beauty behind chaos podcast. See you next time, beauty.